The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Welcome to The Leftovers, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Network with Josh Dunn, Anshu Khanna, and Dan Bauer. Hello and welcome to The Leftovers. I'm Josh Dunn. I am joined by Anshu Khanna. We are Danless on this episode. Anshu, just you and I. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Unfortunate to be Danless, but uh, here we are. Yeah, he loves talking NBA, too, so I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sad to have him uh, not on this show with us. But uh, we are going to get right into the NBA playoffs. We're going to have a short episode, and we're sorry we're getting it to you a little later in the week. Uh, but we're going to talk NBA playoffs. Uh, we've got some some lines to go through from our friends over at BovadaSportsBook.com. We first have Golden State taking on Houston. Most people think whoever wins this series is going to end up winning the championship, and Bovada agrees they've got them as their two favorites. But uh, the game tonight here on Friday, they've got the Rockets as seven-point favorites in Houston. Aren't you? Obviously, Kevin Durant is the story here. He is going to miss the rest of this series. But uh, Houston obviously needs a game at home to get to a Game 7. Uh, but I think everybody, including Bovada, thinks we're going to see that. How exciting is a Game 7 between Houston and Golden State? Yeah, man. That I mean, that's everything you hope for it's unfortunate that it's got to be in the semifinals because of the way the seedings worked but here we are i'm a little surprised bovada's got that line at uh seven i mean that's that's a pretty hefty number um and so i i mean i think that golden state probably covers that but you know if if houston plays its a game it's no longer one of those scenarios where like golden state needs only to play their B game to win, you know, like, I, I mean, they, the, the playing field is much more level between those two teams. And I I'm super pumped because I think it's going to be an absolute thrill ride between those two. And I I'm with you. I think they we're on the same page that Houston's going to win this one at home. I just don't know if seven is, uh, is the number that they'll do it by. Yeah. They've got the series on Bovada plus plus one fifty for the Rockets. I mean, Durant's been the key for, Golden State throughout these playoffs. I mean, they dropped two games to the Clippers, which I don't think anybody saw coming. Uh, Durant has been, you know, averaging, I think it's 34, 35 points a game in these playoffs. I mean, as a betting man, you take away the best player from a team that struggled to get on out in front of these Houston Rockets the last couple of years. I think plus 150 is not a bad look here. Uh, if you're looking to make a little coin here in these playoffs and maybe hedging it with game seven. Yeah, uh, there you go. I love it. I love it. You're using the hedge technique, my guy. Um, I'm just stealing I, it from you. No, it's great. Um, no, so I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I do think you're right. And I mean, let's not forget they lost DeMarcus Cousins too. And I know that they didn't have him the last few years, but like it, it, they were practicing with him. They had to be game planning around that. That has to affect you mentally in some way. They also sacrificed it? depth to get him. True, true. So they're not they're not quite the same team in that way. And to your point, I mean, they have been dragged along by Durant throughout these playoffs. Like Curry has not been Curry minus really the, the since he got hurt and he was awesome after that. But Clay Thompson was really good in game six or I'm sorry, game five in the first half, but then kind of disappeared until the very end again. It's just going to require the Warriors to be what they were, what, two or three years ago. Do they have that in them? Because Durant basically played the entire year this year. They At least last year they had stretches without Durant where you could say, all right, they you know, they didn't have him they know what it's like to play without him. He was there more this year than any of those other big guys. So 
you know, can Draymond, Steph, and Clay do it on their own? I mean, I guess with Iggy, obviously, but they're, like you said, they sacrifice Steph. They are not the same team they were a few years ago. And the only fact, I mean, it had Houston won game five, we'd be looking at some very interesting odds on Golden State, I think, in terms of needing to win two straight. And uh, the fact that they only need to win one of two is a huge, you know, it, I think they, they were very lucky to be in this position. Yeah, especially the way they ended that last game went. I mean, Houston had chances down the stretch. All right, I'm going to pose a question to you before we talk about the two game sevens that are already on the docket for Sunday. And that is, has the team that poses the biggest threat in the Eastern Conference to Golden State or Houston already finished their series? (laughs) Yes, I think so. And in part because we know that Milwaukee's got home court advantage. And we've never seen in all those years, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Golden State's always had home court advantage, haven't they? They have, yes. So this is going to be a very awkward position for them to be in. And I think that, you know, the Bucks over the last two years have actually fared very well against Golden State relative to other teams. The Giannis factor is is something that's got to scare them. Because even if Duran is back, which you would have to think he'd be back by then, um, you know, I, I think that that's, that's the one dude in the league. And Durant was really the first guy to publicly say, like, this guy is going to be a major problem for everyone. This could be, you know, some foreshadowing to future years in the Eastern Conference as well, when you think of Durant potentially going to New York. And I, I mean, I just think the Bucks have a real shot if, with home court advantage. And I, and I do think they have the best chance of any of those three teams. Do you agree? Or do you think one of those other ones could potentially beat Golden State or have as good a chance as Milwaukee of beating them? I think as it stands right now, they do. But I really do want to see a series between them and Toronto or Philadelphia. But Philadelphia, mm-hmm. only Philadelphia at their best has a chance. And I, I don't I don't think they're I think they're a year away if this team stays together the way it's constructed, just yeah. because they don't they don't have that gel factor. I think Toronto, even though their team was constructed basically halfway through the season, the way it looks today, I, I still think they they have more of the gel factor. And mm-hmm. in game six, I just don't think they shot the ball particularly well. I think they probably you know, look a little different if, if they hit threes, nobody was making shots in that game six. So I think Toronto is still the better team. And I think I'm, I'm interested to see how that Toronto uh, Milwaukee series starts out of the gate, because I think that'll give me a little bit better barometer on how game Toronto is in these playoffs. I mean, they they've kind of puttered their way through them and, and they've done, I feel like they they have an opportunity to show here in game seven at home whether or not this is the Raptors that we're that we were used to seeing getting knocked out of the playoffs by LeBron James, or if Kawhi Leonard has given them enough of an X factor to, to get them over the hump. And I don't think that we'll judge them negatively if they don't beat Milwaukee, but I think we will if they don't beat Philadelphia. So yeah. I, I, I do think Milwaukee, the way that they're playing, the fact that they're going to get Malcolm Brogdon back, uh, you know, th- I think that that is a, a game changer. And I think that their depth is something that poses a threat to Golden State with Boogie being down and potentially with Kevin Durant still being a little bit banged up. We don't know how severe this calf strain is. You know, he's going to miss at least the next week or so. But um, if it does end up being a little bit more significant, I think that really evens the playing field with Milwaukee if that's what we end up seeing. All right, well, let's back up just a step here. We've got Philadelphia and Toronto playing in Game 7. We've got Portland and Denver playing in game seven. We might have Golden State and Houston, which we already talked about, but uh, they've got these lines on Bovada as well. Toronto, the six point favorite at home. Denver, the five and a half point favorite at home. Uh, Do you think either of the road dogs have a chance here in these Eastern and Western Conference uh, semifinals? I mean, I think they both do. I I love that Portland line, though. Plus five and a half. I mean, you say plus five and a half? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's 
I, plus I 85 just, plus 185 on the money line also oh and i know you're you're high i i feel like this playoffs has been about Damian Lillard. Like if I think of the theme of these playoffs, I think Damian Lillard, you know, and I just, the way that he has dragged them on his back and hit these unbelievable shots. I, I just, I feel like we're cruising towards a Lillard hero, another one last one, maybe um, for these playoffs. And I, I don't know that they'd have a great chance in the next round. I, they would have a very good chance against Houston, I think, but that would be a problem against golden state. They, I do think that, Man, that that's a tough matchup, and I kept bringing this up last week, and it hasn't really come to fruition. But the Nuggets played a seven-game series before this. Now they go and have to play another seven-game series here. At what point does the fatigue start to set in for them? I mean, I, I feel like it's going to happen. And although Portland doesn't have Nurkic, and that you know that Nurkic and that hurts them obviously. Um, Cantor's been so good for them, and I, I just I feel like you know, the Nuggets don't have many answers defensively for McCollum and Lillard. And I could see that blowing up in their face. If McCollum gets going and then he frees stuff up for Lillard, I could see Portland not only covering, but like you said, winning that outright at plus 185. Yeah, I think Denver has youth on their side. That's the one thing. But I mean, a seven game series is taxing regardless. And I, I think about Portland and I, I probably like these two teams better than any of the ones left in the playoffs other than Milwaukee. Um, mm-hmm. I think about Portland and I, I want to think of them as the same Portland team that we've seen the last few years, kind of, you know, maybe win a series here or there or or really get bumped in the first round more often than not. And they're just not the same team. When you look at them and and the guys who are stepping up, Rodney Hood has 25 in game six. He's had some big shots. He had the game winner a couple games ago. Um, You mentioned Ennis Cantor. Uh, you know, Nurkic is out, but Cantor's filled a lot of that void. And and Portland has added some some key pieces at low cost to, to make Zach them Collins a, more of a, a competitor. Big leap too. Yeah. Yeah, he has. So I think I think Portland, you know, if there is a team out of these four out of these uh, these these two game sevens on Sunday where the underdog has a chance. I mean, you mentioned the Damian Lillard playoffs. He's already hit one big shot to put a dagger in Oklahoma City. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again here in Denver. And I don't think Denver's. I mean, they definitely have a home court advantage. They won game seven against uh, San Antonio in round one, but they don't have the kind of home court advantage that Portland, for example, does or, you know, Golden State, um, even though they're fair weather fans. Um, but but I do think that they have the star power to not only win this series, but also to give a fight to whether it's Houston or Golden State banged up. I think that that could be an interesting series. And, you know, Damian Lillard is becoming one of a, the bona fide superstars of this league. Not that he hasn't been, but. Uh, he's putting himself under a microscope now and he's living up to all the hype and, and really shining under that spotlight. So I like both these teams. I could see it going either way. Denver's got some star power too. Jamal Murray's becoming a star in these playoffs. I mean, he's been great, but you, you don't think about Jamal Murray when you think about the stars in the NBA and he's, he's had multiple 30 point games. Uh, Jokic has had multiple triple doubles. Uh, so this is a team that has the star power. I'm I'm really excited for this game. I know it's one that's gone under the radar because these two teams are in smaller markets, but I'm really excited for this game seven and really all of them if we have three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the issue with this series hasn't been, the games have been awesome. You know, there's two issues. One is, you're right, small markets, West Coast, that's an issue. And the other is just no one realistically looks at them as threats to win the title, you know? Like, it's it's like, <laughs> to use a Game of Thrones reference, it's like the Theon Greyjoy storyline. It's like, who cares? He's not going to matter in the end, you know, to whoever sits on the throne. So why are we wasting our time with him? And and but the difference is that like they could win it this year. That stuff is open, especially with Kevin Durant out. So 
like I say, if, if the Rockets are out or if the Rockets move on and you've got Portland or Denver against them, I mean, they, either of these teams could absolutely win the, win the championship. And that's, that's insane to me. You know, if you had gone in saying that, I would have called you a liar, but the Blazers right now are plus 3000 on Bovada to win the title. I mean, that seems like a good value play, doesn't it? Yeah. Plus 1400. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, I, why not throw a few bucks on that uh, to win the it, West? Yeah. Yeah. To win the West. So yeah, I, I, I like it. I mean, I, like I said, I think they've, they've, they've done enough to improve, to win this series against Denver. Denver's been great. I mean, they were the number two team in the West this year for a reason. They're, right. they're not really facing any injuries. They, you know, Gary Harris has looked good. Um, you know, I, I feel like they, they have enough talent to win the series, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. And I, I think Portland is a five and a half point dog is an interesting bet. Uh, either way, you know, Five, plus five and a half, plus fourteen hundred. They're just not really getting any respect, right? I, I mean, I don't think so either. And I, again, fourteenth game of these playoffs already for the Nuggets. That's that's wild to me. And I, I just I think that I think Portland's going to do it outright. But I would love to put some money on that plus five and a half. I might have to do it. I like it. So we're just going to stick with NBA playoffs here this show. But I did want to get to. Oh, by the ways, we're going to keep it short and sweet, aren't you? I know you're heading up to Michigan for the weekend. But uh, what did you have for? Oh, by the way. Well, my oh, by the way, goes out to you, my friend. Tomorrow is our great buddy Josh Dunn's birthday, and just want to wish him the absolute best. Wish I could be there. I will be there in spirit and probably on FaceTime late night. But I, uh, I love you, buddy. Hope you have an absolutely awesome day. You deserve it, and uh, we'll we'll celebrate Sunday for sure. Wow, uh, humbled. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate. I appreciate the shout out. I'm gonna. Uh... My, my, oh, by the way, is uh, Kelvin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I should have let you go last. Oh, yeah, that's on you, buddy. Yeah, I guess that's so. where we need uh, the Dan Bauer factor. He knows who, uh, he knows how to set it up. That's true. Yeah, that's I didn't even honestly, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even remember that it's my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. But I, I did want to just briefly mention this story. So Telvin Smith, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker, very talented, decided that he's going to sit out the entire next season to try to get his life in order. I just. I was very surprised by this, and, and uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, he'll have some backlash. He'll have some support. But you don't see that with players like this that are in their prime that, you know, are making the kind of money he's making, deciding to just sit out the entire season. So I just wanted to quickly ask you, Anshu, do you think this is a trend of things to come, or do you think this is a one-off that we just don't expect to see really many of? Um, no, I, I think it's a trend. I mean, we saw it with Chris Borland, too. I mean, Some of it's more CTE-related generally, but, uh, you know, the football is a big time gladiator sport. We're learning more and more. And I think that we're seeing it with the youth leagues, with the way that they play with fewer pads or flag. And, you know, there's, there, it's just a different kind of sport now coming in. And I, I think that it's definitely a, a harbinger of things to come with or a harbinger. What, how do you say that? Harbinger or harbinger? I've heard it both ways, but I've always leaned harbinger. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to say Harbinger then. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would be worried about it if I was the NFL. I know that they've made a concerted effort to get more involved in the youth leagues to avoid situations like this, where you've got a super productive player like Telvin Smith retiring um, several years into his career and setting an example potentially for younger players to follow, which is, you know, let's not necessarily play this super dangerous game. Yeah. Well, it is a dangerous game, and we know we know that there's been a lot of research that has gone into proving that theory. So sure. that's all I had. I appreciate the birthday wishes. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday for some excellent basketball, 
and uh, hopefully uh, a solid episode of Game of Thrones to kind of get closer to closing this thing out. But aren't you safe travels to Michigan to our listeners? We will see you guys next week. Um, but for Anchi Kana, I'm Josh Dunn. This has been the leftovers. Telvin Smith. Did I get it wrong? <laughs> no, no, you're good. It was just funny oh. that that came up after was, you guys. I was right? going to say, I was reading it. You scared the shit out of me. No, I just oh. thought that was so funny. Yeah, it was, that was just super awkward. Yeah, it's no, it was funny. It was, it was perfect. Oh, well, good stuff. Good shows. Yeah, Enjoy it. I'm sorry we won't be there, but uh, we'll be, like I said, be there in spirit and uh, I'll put this shit together and we'll definitely see you on, uh, on Sunday. We'll talk about how to get there and everything. Cool. Sounds good, man. Thanks. Right, Appreciate you doing that. I'll get, I promise for next week's show, I'll have this stuff ready. It's all good, man. No worries. All right. Take care. See ya.